Welcome to Astro Mama, a podcast about deepening connection through the practice of astrology. If you've ever felt lost, wondering what your purpose is in this lifetime, if you are wanting to deepen intimacy in your most cherished relationships, if you are struggling to know the hearts of your children, well, friend, there are insights here. I'm grateful for the space to share them, and I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's begin. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Astro Mama podcast. My name is Kate. I'm a mother, a doula, and a, an intuitive astrologer, and I'm also the host of this show. If you're joining me today, thank you for joining in. I'm so glad you're here. Um, last time on the show, we talked about this new positioning of the North Node and what that meant for us, and I said that today... We are going to talk about Mercury moving into Gemini because this transit of Mercury moving into Gemini happens uh, tomorrow, actually. If you're listening this to this today on March 11th, then tomorrow Mercury moves into Gemini on March 12th. And to be honest, I wasn't like super excited <laughs> about talking about this. Mercury transits for me are so... I don't know, they just seemed so quick, and they do happen quickly. You know, over two weeks, approximately, occasionally it lasts longer, especially if we have retrogrades, but Mercury moves fairly quickly, and Mercury is also about communication and communication styles, and that is, you know, fairly quick and quick moving. Um, If I really reflect on it, though... I think that maybe a part of me was reluctant to talk about it because um, communication for me is hard sometimes. It's hard to find the right words. I exist a lot of the time in my mind and thinking things through and I really just love quiet. Um, And so communicating what I'm thinking and feeling is sometimes hard and so perhaps that's a reason why you know, talking about Mercury and Gemini or diving a little bit deeper into what this transit means for us felt like it just wasn't very exciting. I wasn't very motivated to do it, if I'm being honest. Uh, But as soon as I started, and this is always the case with my work, as soon as I, you know, put my head down and and dive in, I just get absorbed. And I'm actually really in a place of a lot of excitement to talk about this with you today because it is so beautiful and relevant and as I did the research for this episode I could feel myself just like breathing a sigh of relief because it feels so applicable to my life and I very much believe that it will feel so for you as well. So to start off I wanted to talk about Mercury in Gemini in general. What is this about? Well, if you are a Gemini, um, you'll understand this very well because uh, Mercury is actually the ruler of Gemini, or Gemini is the ruler of Mercury. They go together like two peas in a pod because both are about communication. And so when we have Mercury in Gemini, communication is highlighted. It is amplified. It's what we're supposed to be, you know, focusing on. 
Gemini is curious and intellectual. Um, so there's a sense that this time Mercury and Gem Gemini can be very good for learning, for exploring what you're curious about and, and thinking about it and potentially having conversations with others about it and just learning lots of new things. Gemini is very much about learning all of the things. <laughs> it's, I want to learn a little bit of everything. And you may feel that way especially if you are Gemini or if you have Mercury and Gemini in your chart, you, you want to know a little bit about everything. So you might be reading a lot. It's a good time to be picking up um, some, some books, potentially diving into a course of study if you're a student of any kind. It's a good time for that when Mercury is in Gemini. There's also a lightheartedness about Gemini. If you know a Gemini, they don't take themselves too seriously, or at least they appear that they don't take themselves too seriously. They're very lighthearted. They love to make jokes and talk to lots of people. So with Mercury and Gemini, we are cultivating a lightheartedness, a lightness about us, a good sense of humor. It's, you know, good to laugh. It's healthy. It's, you know, brings a lot of joy to engage with laughter. So... You know, consuming a, a funny show, reading a funny book, telling jokes with friends is, is a good one for Mercury and Gemini. Finally, with Gemini, there's a bit of restlessness. And that's where we see a person, you know, who has a lot of Gemini in them uh, potentially moving around a lot, can't sit still. That's certainly applicable for, for Gemini children. Difficult difficult time sitting still. They like to have their hands in all kinds of things. And it's really about learning as much as they can. There's a restlessness that leads to learning a little bit about everything, but maybe not digging very deeply into anything. There's a sense of sitting on the surface. And for, for Mercury and Gemini... We want to just be conscious of this because if we live on the surface all the time, we never experience, and this is, this is in terms of emotions, which are an important component of our energy, we never experience the lowest of the lows and we never also never experience the, high of the highest of the highs, the, the deep sadness and the ecstatic joy and when we're living just on the surface, just in that medium plane. And so we want to be cautious of that. We want to make sure that we're tuning inward when we can and um, not just darting about here and there without actually engaging uh, and listening. Because as much as Gemini and Mercury communication is about outward communication, it's, I mean, communication in essence is also about listening, which I talked a lot about last week. And that energy uh, really pulls into this as well. There's a danger with Mercury and Gemini, like I said, uh, if we're also being, you know, very restless and sitting on the surface level of, of not tapping into our intuition, because tapping into the intuition really requires going to the core of our being, being able to feel the depths. And if we are living on the surface and just darting about, it doesn't really give space for that. Also, it doesn't give time. If you're jumping from one interest to another, learning about one thing and jumping and jumping, and I can say I'm very familiar with this, um, it really does not bode well for 
um, being able to tap into your intuition because you haven't slowed down. Tapping in requires slowing down even for just a moment. Breathing, checking in with yourself. Uh, And so we want to be cautious of that in this energy too. Now, as I said, Mercury's transits last about two weeks. And so what we're going to have is this Mercury and Gemini energy for the next two weeks. Uh, And then Mercury will move into Cancer. But what I want to talk more deeply about with this today are the aspects that are going to be influencing our experience of Mercury and Gemini over the next two weeks. Because how I just described Mercury and Gemini is very general. You know, it's very broad. But what we want to know is how this energy applies to our lives right now, at this period in time. And this is why we, we have, we, why we interpret the aspects in astrology. Uh, it gives us insights into the specifics of what feels difficult and what is, you know, fully supported by the universe. Now, I love to stay grounded in the present and looking at aspects helps us do this too because, you know, as I, Mercury is quick moving every two weeks, Mercury in Gemini is going to happen multiple times a year. It's going to happen again and again in our lives. And, you know, we don't, it's not going to feel like Groundhog Day. And the reason for that is because every time Mercury comes into Gemini, the other planets are making different aspects to it. And the aspects are what gives us the uniqueness, what gives us the specific lessons of now. Now, if you're interested in learning more about aspects or the aspects in your chart, which are the specifics of your natal chart, I encourage you to reach out and and book a reading uh, with me because a professional astrologer is really the person to be talking to about the specifics of this. Um, But what I wanted to do today was to support you in understanding this transit and understanding what, you know, what the next two weeks are for by analyzing our current chart. So the chart of the now. So basically, if we were to draw a natal chart up for someone who was born right now, uh, what would it look like? Because this is the energy of the now. And it's something that we all are experiencing to some degree. Now, there are there's another level of depth to this again that is how these aspects how the transits right now influence your own specific life and that's you know how do they appeal uh, apply or um, angle into your own natal chart and that's something we can look at together in a reading but for today we're going to talk about the chart of the now the energy of the now specifically what aspects do we see that are um, influencing our current Mercury and Gemini? And what is it, more importantly, what does it mean? What are we supposed to be doing? Light of the 
A natal chart or birth chart is the energetic imprint your soul leaves on the stars when it enters this world. It carries important information about who your soul chose to be in this lifetime, the lessons you are meant to integrate, and the uniqueness you are meant to embody. A birth chart reading opens the door to this important information. To book a reading, please follow the link in the show notes from this episode. So I've broken it down into the two weeks. So we're going to start with the first week. So from now until next week, there's a few things happening, happening, mostly supportive. So we've got this energy of Mercury and Gemini. We've got the idea that we're focusing on communication, communication and listening and, and learning, cultivating sort of a lightness, a good sense of humor, and being cautious of our restlessness. So this week, we've got um, some support from the universe in that we have got a positive aspect with Saturn. So we have, this is bringing us a sense of responsibility to be methodical, to take things one step at a time, you know, tackle one project and then the next one conversation at a time. And there's this really beautiful part of this where this leads us into heart-centered work that can really change the world. By doing this, by being methodical, by taking things slow and being very particular about the projects we take on and um, how much we're taking on at once, uh, if we're studying like, like I am right now, don't don't get overwhelmed, you know, by the number of lessons, number of units, the amount of reading, one step at a time. If we can do this, this universe supports us in leading us into heart-centered work that can absolutely change the world, putting us into a really good position to steady ourselves and avoid burnout. And that is so, so important at this time. If you've been following, feeling, studying the energy, you know that we're, we're moving into a, a, a very large shift in the world that we all need to be a part of, but we can't really do that if we're, <laughs> if we're overwhelmed, if we're burnt out. And so this, you know, we have a responsibility right now to take it one step at a time in whatever thing that we're working on, doing, studying, because it's a practice. And if we can put this in a practice and practice it again and again, we're in a much better place to participate in this shift and avoid burnout in the future. Also this week, there's a sense um, with Leo that we, there's this, you know, um, supportive energy of supporting your your star quality and you may feel like you star quality what i don't i don't i don't have any star quality well i mean we we do right <laughs> we all have some because the stars and and the planets and and ultimately the the signs are constellations and so we all have star quality um we all have gifts that 
we've been given, whether we know about them right now or not, whether we're putting them into practice or not. And what's being encouraged this week is to share your gifts, to share your talents, to share them in some way, communicate them in some way. Because the support is fully there if we're able to do this. The support is fully there for us to step into our gifts, to take center stage, uh, and to create a sense of security for ourselves and our, and our families, our created families. And when we do this, a few things happen. And these are things that are, again, coming from the aspects, support from the universe. It's when we do this, we are able to overcome any insecurities that we have, self-doubt, and it's not because we step into this and everything comes up roses. It's because we step into this and we have the courage to do it again and again, even when it's hard. And that builds resilience. Resilience is absolutely something that the universe is calling all of us to build right now. I've had so many conversations about resilience lately, particularly emotional resilience and how um, my generation struggles with this a lot and this is what we're being called to step up to and step into and so being willing to put ourselves out there share our you know star given god given talents with the world and do it again and again this is helping yourself and ultimately it's helping society it's helping yourself and society at the same time being ambitious and stepping into that again and again um, because really if we want to and whether we want to or not this is coming but at least my perspective on it is if there's going to be massive change in the in the way society functions in the structures that we experience if these old structures are being overthrown I'd like to just be a participant in that I would like to help create our new world and without stepping into our you know our own gifts we we can't really we can't be co-creators in that so that's what this week I mean wow right like wow that's that's pretty intense that's that's a lot that the universe is asking of us but again a reminder where it started was tackling things one step at a time tackling things one step at a time. So let's do that. Let's start doing that. Now there's a couple of points of difficulty created by some aspects as well in this next week. As we're trying, as we're thinking, okay, one step at a time, I'm going to do one lesson at a time. I'm going to tackle one um, to-do check mark <laughs> on my list at a time. I'm going to step out and, you know, share my gifts as we're doing that. Good old Gemini restlessness can sort of unearth us from from our our steadfast attempts to 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 do these things. Um, likely, you you may have lots of big ideas in the next little in the next week. There may be lots of ideas coming in from different places, and you you want to pursue them. You're potentially impatient because the idea you're working on is not moving quickly enough for you 
And oh boy, am I familiar with that. Um, <laughs> the You might feel stubborn uh, and want to just push some boundaries before the time is right. And that is, you know, a difficult feeling to have when you're trying to go slowly and be methodical. So we want to be aware of this and there's an interesting component to this that um, comes up in week two, but in week one, just be aware of feeling this. There's another piece of this too that is um, we may have a tendency to live in a fantasy world. So you've got these big ideas coming in for this new project that you wanna that you wanna do, and you see this fantastical ideal future for yourself, and you're living in that, and you're just like you know, daydreaming a lot. Um, Or you're being really impatient and you're just darting out in that direction. But what this time is encouraging us to do is to take, make and take lots of alone time because that will bring you back to the present. Don't act, step back, you know, go on a walk by yourself if you can and reflect and come back to slowing slow and steady yourself and that'll help to come back into (laughs) reality it'll help you to remember going going slowly and working methodically is the way to get where you need to go it's easy to lose yourself in in the day-to-day and and um, especially if you're a mom in taking care of everyone else Gemini, yeah, Mercury and Gemini can really put you in this position that, again, you're on the surface. You're taking care of everyone's basic surface level needs, but you're not going deeply into yourself. And if you do that, if you stay on the surface, taking care of everyone day to day, taking care of the kids, taking care of your spouse, cleaning, I do this. This is something I've reflected on a ton in the last couple weeks is the amount of time I spent and this is so funny, I'm about to say it this way, cleaning surfaces. (laughs) And I effing hate cleaning. Like, I just hate it. Um, (laughs) And the amount of time I spent cleaning surfaces, literally being on the surface, was complete and utter, you know... Um, busying myself so that I didn't have to feel deeply, so that I didn't have to look inside and understand what I was actually supposed to be putting my energy towards. Um, I've since made some changes and it's been so liberating. But what I'm saying is we get caught up in these day-to-day things and living on the surface because we're, you know, scared to go deep, scared to put ourselves out there. Um, scared to (laughs) step into our star power our star qualities and this energy is encouraging us to push beyond that it's easy to lose yourself in in this but you know considering one step at a time if you feel then if you feel you're doing all of that and of course you know if you're a single parent or a stay-at-home parent there are needs that need to be met i'm not saying to disregard those needs but when you get the chance when you have help or you know make help ask for help take 
five or ten minutes to yourself and just step outside, step out of out of it, really. Breathe or go on a walk if you can and return to yourself. Tap in. Listen to your breathing. Remind yourself to go slow and steady. Um, and remind yourself that impatience is not <laughs> is not the way forward. Have you ever tried to interpret your birth chart? Pulled up your chart and started staring blankly, wondering what it all means? A professional astrologer makes astrology a lifelong study, but there's a fast and effective interpretation method you can use to get started with a better understanding of your chart now. You can grab a free copy of my quick start guide to understanding your astrological constitution in the show notes of this episode. Now, week two, we're continuing. So this will be next week. The energy of this week is continuing. So nothing is, you know, nothing is gone completely. We want to remember these lessons that we've learned. But next week, we are again encouraged to be sharing our talents and in doing so, overcoming any insecurities or self-doubts because we're building resilience. There's a sense in next week of um, we are being supported in, a, in some, some risk-taking, in being emotionally very direct with those around us. Um, communicating very clearly what our needs are and there's also this beautiful childlike sense of wonder it's like we're if you could if we're doing all this if we're putting these practices into place oh my gosh does it feel good it's like an opening up an uh, an opening up of what of what everything we see um now next week as well there's uh encouragement to channel your creativity into writing and other forms of communication this is so much in alignment this is the energy of venus and gemini coming through at the in the time we are in and i will absolutely address the venus retrograde at the end of this episode don't you worry so stay tuned for that but this is where venus and gemini and our mercury and gemini come into exact alignment Everything is aligned to support us in using our creativity to write, to speak, to sing, to, I don't know, what other form of communication you have that is creative, do it. Paint, art, anything. Expressing, communicating yourself creatively. It's so in alignment next week. Um, And what's also in alignment is nurturing ourselves and others. So when we're doing all this, when we're taking some risks and experiencing this wonderful new way of being and communicating and putting our creativity into into expressive forms this is so this can be so nurturing to us and if we're parents if we're mothers there's a sense that this is also nurturing to those we love and this can be in a direct or an indirect way for example if you are working on writing something or perhaps you're, you're painting you're expressing yourself creatively that way 
getting your kids in on it um, and doing some painting together could be a could be a supportive thing to do or you know and I completely understand I'm gonna preface this by saying I am in this boat I am in I completely understand this if if doing those types of activities with your kids um, doesn't quite feel as nurturing to you now of course I still do those things with my kids but it's not fully nurturing me and and my my needs either um, then I would encourage you to remember that stepping into your fullest self sharing your talents doing doing the work that makes you come alive expressing yourself creatively um, is ultimately nurturing your children because you are more alive you are more in love with life in love with yourself and that there's no better form of nurturing to a child than a mother who is happy and fulfilled let me say that um and so i would encourage you that way if you're feeling a little confused on that one <laughs> um now there's a final support from the universe next week with this Mercury energy and that our highest good right now is finding a sense of groundedness and confidence. It's a gentle strength and it's, and it's a really deep sense of wisdom and we find this by following this energy, riding it out, everything I've said already, putting yourself out there, expressing yourself creatively one step at a time um this brings us ultimately to a, a better sense of groundedness and self-confidence strength and wisdom now a couple of aspects that are may cause a little difficulty may throw you a little bit off next week um there's a sense of confusion uh, and deception and and maybe a bit of disillusionment specifically with media and politics and you know this is so relevant to our current i don't know what social political situation um our distancing and our global health issues um i i read an interesting slightly depressing but you know accurate and important article a few weeks ago about um collective gaslighting that well it's likely taking place right now but it was a few weeks ago so it said this is to come and it was someone who had written about the idea that you know as soon as or you know even leading up to the point where communities are reopening and businesses are reopening and countries are you know reopening there will be a mass push from government from media to continue with or even amplify our past consumerist habits um, to buy as a way of healing which is so very upsetting <laughs> and messed up um, but this is part of what I want you to be aware of because I feel like this I feel like this is what this energy is that we want to be cautious in in next week and in the coming weeks of of 
being deceived or disillusioned with our world because we're coming out of this time of amazing growth uh, on a personal level difficult time for many people of course but growth and um I think so many of us are feeling like this has brought us to a greater sense of environmentalism and we're making new we're you know making new resolves to be you know better better humans or do what we can and in this what space we have to affect positive change and so these messages can sort of get a give us a sense of confusion um, they can deceive us into what's important as to what's important so I want us to be aware of that and to try and try and again step back, breathe, take a little time to reflect. Maybe don't act right away and remember one step at a time gets us to our de- our destination. Um, at the same time, there's a really deeply spiritual sense about this about this time, especially at the end of next week. And I want you to to hold on to that that just because everything's moving again, we don't have to go backwards in any sense of the word we in fact should be and want to be moving forwards and if you have in any way developed a greater sense of spirituality in these in these times then carry it with you keep a hold of it um and at the very least remember what it feels like to be connected with your intuition and know that you can access that at any time especially when you're feeling difficulty Now, I want to address in this episode um, the Venus retrograde because, you know, uh, everyone's talking about it in the online world and it's a very popular topic. Uh, I believe it's a popular topic for a couple of reasons. One, because Venus is about, is the planet of love and especially right now if you are someone that does not have a romantic partner and you've been alone for weeks it you know and and you've wanted a romantic partner likely this time has amplified that for you that feeling of want and desire and sadness um so many emotions that i'm sure go into that and so you know, looking to astrology for help with partnership it can be a valid response and a valid um, pursuit. And so there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot, I think, of energy directed at Venus, especially when you are someone who's feeling lonely and you're looking for that partner. Also, I think if you are with your partner in this time and you've been together all the time and maybe there's some struggles there, um, again, looking to Venus, the planet of love. What's going to happen? What's happening if you're confused about your relationship? Um, or you're looking for some answers out as to what to do. It's, you know, a very interesting topic, Venus. Most of the time, Venus is approached from the, t- the place of, of love, relationships, partnership. Where's my partner? How's my relationship? But that's not all Venus is about. And in fact, what I would encourage us to reflect on is given all of the information about this specific Mercury in Gemini, given the energy that we've been experiencing and the way this energy is moving, uh, this Venus retrograde is not about 
partnerships at, you know, much if at all. And I say much if at all because the way this Venus retrograde affects you as an individual um, can be interpreted better if you know where um, the location of this retrograde, which is Venus retrograde in Gemini. If you know the location of Gemini in your chart, and by location I mean what house is it in. This is going to give you more information specifically on the area of life this retrograde affects for you. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, the absolute best way to get an accurate interpretation of this is to speak with a professional astrologer like myself. Um, However, what I've created for you, if you are (laughs) super intent on exploring Venus retrograde, is a quick guide that I'll link in the show notes of this episode, and that will help you to know what the houses mean, because it's not obvious, and I just wanted to give you that information so that you can look at your chart, see which house um, Gemini is falling in, and get a better sense of what this retrograde means for you specifically. However, what I want to do is encourage us by looking again at the chart of the moment and discussing collectively, more in, an, in a more overarching way, what this Venus retrograde, you know, is supposed to be getting us to reflect on on a collective level. What are we all supposed to be taking from Venus retrograde? And... Not surprisingly, this specific Venus retrograde is not taking place in our collective uh, house of relationships, partnership, and marriage, okay? It is taking place in our collective house of career, social standing, and ambition. Not surprising, given the information we've talked about with Mercury and Gemini, the idea that we're focusing on using our gifts. That's very much work-related. Um, in stepping into the spotlight, in sharing our, what we know, in, in teaching, in learning, learning for the future, to support our families, like I spoke about, to be of service to our loved ones, our communities, and our world, to ultimately impact our world by standing in our power And therefore, shifting the global energy and shifting the paradigm in which we all live. So I would encourage you with this Venus retrograde, again, a retrograde, I should touch on this, a retrograde can feel difficult, but again, it's not meant to punish anyone. It's about reflecting, returning to a lesson that we haven't yet learned. And with this specific Venus retrograde, it's return to the lessons of your ambition, return to the lessons of social standing, Um, return to the lessons that have to do with career and what you're doing. And, you know, what are those lessons? I think that what we just discussed, Mercury and Gemini, gives us some really good indicators, right? If we are, first of all, if we're not you know, stepping into our, if we're not using our talents and skills, we're likely not very happy in our work. If we are uh, using our talents and skills in our work and sharing those with the world, 
it's very important to be, you know, methodical about what we're doing um, and to reflect on, take time for reflection in order to know exactly where we're going and what steps to take next. So that's my little encouragement about Venus retrograde, which uh, begins on the 13th, so not tomorrow, but the next day and carries with us into June. And it's happening, you know, basically almost in conjunction with this Mercury in Gemini. And so I really want to encourage you to remember the importance of of your work, of your gifts during this time. Creativity. Venus is also very much about creativity. So there's some encouragement there. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I did this episode. I'm so glad I overcame my discomfort with Mercury transits because I'm so excited to talk about the next one. I hope this was helpful to you today. I hope it was encouraging. Most of all, I felt very encouraged in doing the research for it. Um, And I'm feeling very, very encouraged in the work that I'm doing and the study that I'm doing right now. So I hope that is the same for you. Now, I'm also very excited to talk about the next couple of episodes coming your way because I've got two bonus episodes coming your way in the next week or so, uh, just before we head into Gemini season. And these are interview episodes. I'm so excited. I have two interviews coming your way with um, Sun and Taurus mamas who are also wonderful, beautiful, um, amazing entrepreneurs uh, doing doing work in their fields and, and sharing their gifts. These are people who have really stepped into it and they're going to share their stories in these episodes. So I hope you will tune in. I'm so excited to share those with you. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss anything. And if you're loving it, leave me a review. It really makes a big difference um, when people find the show to see some positive words of encouragement about it. So please leave me a review. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at katemarieferth.astrology. Until next time.